All right, now. So, you know, um, Chipotle line has the potential to get the fuck out of control. Like, it will go from one person to a hundred within 30 seconds. Like, all of a sudden, everybody's pulling up in the parking lot, and you just trying to, you know, I'm not doing the lines, especially with this social distancing thing. Like, I'm not doing the lines. Okay, you just going to come through this parking lot like that, ma'am? So, like I was saying, um, yeah, it's just a lot to unpack. Um, a lot of it is, I think, so I went through a breakup. It was it was cordial. Um, but me and Exy Poo um, have been doing this back and forth thing since I was 17. Um, and so... Um, that had to end. Like, it, it just couldn't keep going um, the way it was and the iteration that it is. And, you know, maybe in another life, um, we'll choose each other. Maybe down the road, um, that it have, you know, our world across, paths across or something. Um, but that, the way things were going, the way, um, the way it was turning out wasn't going to be good for either one of us. And so um, he actually was the one who made the, he made the initial, the first step about it, you know, we can't keep doing this. Um, and when he said it, I had to agree um, because he was right. And don't, I mean, he could probably hear this one day, but he was right. Um and I, I cried like a little baby um, for five minutes. I did five minutes of crying. And I think I, I should have gave myself permission to, like, just sit in that. But shit still needed to get done. Like, this happened the week of um, a gala. Um, and I'm a philanthropist. Like I, I, that's what I do. I do um, everything in the name of philanthropy for kids. And so I had a big event. And so me falling apart over him wasn't, like, an option at the time. Like, I had shit to do. And um, I had to suck it up and, like, you know, you, you do stupid shit, you get stupid prizes. Like, um, and so that was what it was until it wasn't. And and so now um, I think I just I have to live with whatever that feeling is about that, um, cry my tears about it in the shower, and then, you know, suck it up, like, um, big girls cry, we cry a lot, but even in that, like, (sighs) I mean, I don't know what else I could say about that, like, the the situation is what it is, um, and so crying about it, um, trying to make sense of it, like, I, there's nothing to make sense of. We did some dumb shit, um, and now I'm, I'm reaping that. And so, um, so I think there's that, that I think I have not yet dealt with several deaths in my immediate family, um, I should have been
been dealt with it. Um, I should have sat in it. But again, I make excuses because I have a very busy life, and um, it's easy to make excuses for it when you don't want to deal with it. So I didn't deal with it much. Um, And now I'm feeling all the feelings, and I'm sad, and I'm working myself through the grief. And I don't know if that's the best thing to do, but that's the only thing I actually know how to do. And if I told anybody that, they probably would be like, yeah, that's true for her. Like, I I don't know. I don't know another world outside of, um, out of work. I I just work. That's that's what I do. I work. Um, I work when I'm happy. I work when I'm sad. I work. I just work. Um, Work keeps me out of trouble. I can get in some trouble. I can do some things. I can do some damage. And so I work um, mainly so that I don't have to deal with no consequences of my misbehaviors. Um, yeah, that stillness, y'all, it was heavy. It was it was heartbreaking to feel, to finally feel something. And, I, you know, my therapist has told me, um, I told her I thought I was numb, and she said, one day you're going to feel it, and it's all going to come out, and then you're not going to know what to do with it. So you get to you get to be your best self, but you also get to feel your feelings, and you don't have to be numb. Um, being numb is a choice. And I was like, girl, get the fuck out of here. And then today I opened myself up to not being numb, and I felt it. And, yeah, there's lots to unpack there, and, and then there's that part where the person that I would unpack it with or call to talk it out about, um, he's he's not he's not available to me, not in that way. Um, my he was my emotional support as well, and that part of us cannot be like we can't. We we can't be around each other. We cannot. We just can't. Like none of none of like who we are can exist in tandem. Like that just there's just some things that can't happen. Us being around each other like that mm-mm. because we always end up back together physically, spiritually. Like um, soul ties are real, y'all. Like. And, that is the only soul tie that I actually have. Um, I'm quite sure that he probably got a whole bunch of them, <laughs> um, but none as deep as the one that we have to each other. Um, and so the reality is um, we are disconnected from each other because we can't we can't be healthy for one another, but we can't be unhealthy either. So. <sighs> Moving on to another topic, and you know, I'm just I'm over it. I'm not over life. I'm just over shit. I'm just over it. I'm over dealing with disrespect from my family. I'm over being um, disrespected by 
quote unquote friends. I'm over disrespecting myself by not having strong boundaries and accepting apologies that I shouldn't have to accept. Like, you know, I tell people the thing about it is just because you apologize today don't mean I gotta forgive you today. And I, I hear the part of the Bible that says, you know, um you need to be quick to forgive. But accepting an apology is not necessarily forgiveness, and a lot of people don't realize this. I can accept your apology and still not forgive you right now because I'm human and it takes time. And so I just, I'm trying to make sense of what do you do with the hurt because it actually doesn't go away. It, it, It internalizes, it festers, comes to a point, um, where you feel like you can't breathe, you can't move. And I even think back to, like, when I was a kid and I was like, I have anxiety. Well, I never said I had anxiety because my stomach hurt. My stomach hurt. I got a headache. I, You know, I, I think about one of my friends who said that she never had a headache until her mom died, and her mom died when she was in her 30s. And I was sitting there like, my head been hurting since I was, like, five. And so I wonder, like, what that looks like to have a headache because you have anxiety or um, the grief. Like, I just, I've been in a perpetual state of grieving. Like, I grieve, and I'm not an empath. I just, I'm just grieving. Like, it's, this shit is never ending. And, you know, they can pump you full of drugs if they want to. Like, you got anxiety. This is not anxiety. It's more than that. This is something totally different. Hold on, y'all. My milkshake's on. Hi. Thank you. Hey, is this a... Oh, this a, is this a milkshake? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And so, y'all, I'm going to tell y'all fun fact can't see me, but I've been wearing my N95 mask wrong, so I don't know how to put this hoe on. I don't. Um, it's kind of like a duck bill or something. I I don't know. I, I've been wearing it wrong. And I was like, I can't breathe in this thing. It's too thick. Well, guess what? The reason why? It ain't been put on right. At any rate, we can talk about the COVID woes another day. But all in all, I'm at a point where I'm not okay. I don't know when I'm going to be okay. I don't think I ever was okay. I think that I have been silently suffering from situations. Some of them I put myself in. Some I allowed. Some had no control over. And so um, now I am at a point where can't work my way through it because that shit's going to be a mess, but I'm scared of what it looks like to not, to go, to, you know, to work myself through it. Uh, adulting is hard, y'all. It's really, really hard, and it's really, really, um, it's a journey. It is a journey. Um Sometimes you have more questions than answers, um, and I don't really have a lot of answers for this. Like I just, and I'm, I'm a person who has a lot of answers. I, people come to me for answers, 
I ain't got nothing. All I know is that I'm a black woman. Um, I am single. I am in a state where I have no family. I um, have my dog. Um, but I'm alone. For all instance, for I am alone. That is just me. I am uh, Roscoe Jenkins. I am the team of me. The team of me. Like, I'm all those things. And I feel a meltdown coming on, y'all. Like, I've been feeling it brewing. It's like a storm. You can smell it coming. I can feel it. In my bones, I can feel it. And the way I describe this feeling is I finally get what my great-grandma used to say. Like, she used to say something when I was a kid. She said, I'm the type of tired that sleep can't fix. She said that she was tired in her bones that her heart ached in a way that you couldn't massage. And I remember being a kid, I was like, well, Grandma, you need a nap. This ain't this ain't something a nap can help. And people are like, do you need rest? What does it mean to rest means, physical rest means nothing when your mind's still going. And y'all, my mind is never like, it's never stopping. It's just like a constant. My every every decision is on loop. Every um, this car better not hit me. I swear to God, I'm gonna come out. I'm gonna swing. I'm not in the mood today. Um, every decision is on loop. Every um, every, every decision is on loop. That's it. That's it. Like scenarios playing over and over if I would have did this and this is what I've been and you can't live like that because you have to live out of your head and um, I think some of the parts of me are trying to make amends for um, stupid shit I did when I was a kid Um, and then I'm like well shit if you judge me based on the shit that I did when I was 15, 16 then shit fuck you Um, some of it is trying to prove to myself and that I'm not the person that people think I am. A lot of times I just never took up for myself and I never told people what it really was because at the time it didn't really mean shit to me to, like, defend myself. Um, And so I've been placed in a box. I've been pigeonholed into a character um, with characteristics that, that don't actually suit me, that don't fit me. A lot of people think I'm, like, for instance, a lot of people think I'm an extrovert. I don't get my energy from people. I never have. You know, people are like, oh, she's a good speaker in public. I don't even like people enough to speak in public. Um, I spoke in public because my mom made me do it, because my mom expected that from me. I am not, like, I, would, I am not an extrovert. I hate public speaking. Um, I do it well. I don't mind by doing it, but, no, I do mind by doing it. I just, you know, but I do it well because if I'm going to do something, if my name is on it, and do it with some, some um, but, like, that's one of the examples. Um, people say I'm smart. I am smart, but that it wasn't a natural smart. Like, people don't understand the late nights that to stay up trying to study. Um, I think about how I took several paths to get to this path because people wanted me to go into medicine and science and so here I am trying to major in like 
toxicology and environmental business and agriculture and biochemistry. Like, you know, it took a long time to get to a point to like myself and to like who I was becoming, and now there's a new version on the horizon. And I don't know her. She's unfamiliar to me. She's uncomfortable. Um, she shakes shit more than the previous version, and every version seems to get a little bit more mouthy. Um, this one, this version just doesn't hold her tongue. And this one is bold. She goes for what she wants. And so I don't know um, what comes from this. I don't. I don't know what this means for my kids or my um, my life. I, like this version is scary to me because this version is looking me right in the face, and the other one kind of creeped up on me. But this one right here, this this demon, this bitch, she I can see her. I see her. I I, I know her. I smell her. Um, she's me, and I'm, I have to get to a point of accepting all the things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, it is what it is, so it's not that anymore. But right now in this, this space, the stillness, I, I don't like to be still. And being still is what I need, but I'm scared of it. It's like being scared of the dark or the boogeyman. I'm scared of it. I um I I don't know what recovery looks like um from this. So I'm pulling up in my garage, bored in the house and I'm in the house bored. Quarantine Chronicles, not really much so. Um, this is the voice memo. You got two episodes in one because um, I don't believe in 30-minute podcast for myself because talking to myself for 30 minutes feels a little quickly. So you just got like 23 minutes into episodes, 23, 19 plus 7 or 8 minutes. So 25 minutes. Um, so, um, yeah, I hope you all are taking care of yourself. Um, I hope you're pouring into yourself as much as I hope I can pour into me. And um, with that, be blessed.